Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying your day so far. Make sure you go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. The reason that I'm giving you that website I need you to go there because I've been talking about this the last couple of days and I need your help. When you go to Tuttle.net, there's going to be a banner there that says Orlando Weekly Best Of. And that link, it's going to take you directly to the page where you need to write me in. Told you, I, I really don't think that I have a chance of winning this competition because Tom and Dan are in it. Tom and Dan, I think, have won it for like eight straight fucking years. But I just think it would be cool to at least be nominated. I think it would help the show grow. So yes, go to Tuttle.net. Going to take you directly to that page so you can vote me in, write me in, for the Orlando Weekly Best Of, Best Of Podcasts, not on the radio. So, I like to keep the show light, humorous. Yeah, sometimes I get into some serious stuff, and this is going to be one of those times. You guys all know what's been going on with my dad. My dad, health-wise, physically, he's getting better, but his mind is still not there. And I really do think, I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but I just don't see him ever being the same again. And then this morning, my mom gets a phone call. And I don't understand why doctors do this. Kind of pisses me off a little bit. But my mom's uh, oncologist called this morning. And when when it rains, it pours. My mom found out today that she has cancer again. And... This will be the fourth time now in her life that she has gotten cancer. And she's already beaten it three times. She has. You know, one of the saddest things that she brought up this morning when she found out about that, because my dad has always been my mom's rock. Like, always had hope, always was confident was always my mom's biggest cheerleader. My mom said, the saddest thing about the whole thing is that I can't even tell your dad that I have cancer again. And it's not that my dad doesn't care. It's just that it's just not going to compute. It's just not going to register with him right now. And, you know, she has me. I'm not going to leave her side. I can be that rock. But you also got to understand, my mom and dad have been married for 47 years. I mean, I, I think that is quite an impressive thing with the way that the divorce rates are here in the United States of America. And I can't, I, I, I can't even put myself in their shoes because, you know, One of the things that bothers me so much is that I had a failed marriage. Us growing up as kids, we always look at our parents. We want to model ourselves around our parents. That's what we see. That's what we expect in our lives. I know that a lot of people have shitty parents too. So I know some of you probably couldn't give two fucks about your parents. But my parents have always been there. They have given me all the tools. They have helped me out so many times. 
And like I said, I can't even imagine, you know, my mom getting that news and not having her life partner there like he always has been. And it, it, it's not like he doesn't want to be there. It's just like, and this, this is just a lot of heavy shit to be dealing with. And I, I, I just found out about this before this show started. And I don't want you to think like, oh, Tuttle deserves more credit because he just got some really shitty news and he's still doing this radio show or podcast. I got, I got to start calling it a podcast because I, I really do think my days of terrestrial radio were done and I'm okay with that. I really am. Because this podcast has allowed me to be able to be around my parents, to be able to help them out right now. So, like I said, I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in karma. This, this news that my mom got today only solidifies my stance on God. Because if there is a God, what kind of God would give my mom cancer for the fourth time while her husband is laying in a hospital bed not knowing where he is or really who he is. Yeah, I, I, I can't support that kind of God. If there is a God, then he's the biggest dick in the world. Really, I mean, think about that. It says in the Bible, if you believe in the Bible... God is controlling a single thing that happens here on, on, on planet Earth or the whole universe, however you want to look at it. And, and, and I know that's going to piss off a lot of people. And please, don't, don't text me. I, I, you know what? Like, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to call you out on it. But I've talked about this before. I know that people mean uh, good when they say that, when they say, oh, you're, you're in my prayers, your mom and dad, and you are in my prayers. You know what, say, save those for somebody that does believe. You know, my dad is a, a, a very big religious person. He believes in God. I know that he hates when I talk about stuff like this. But, I mean, for real. Like, my parents are very good people. They have never, ever done anything against the law. They have never fucked over anybody. They are the model citizens that people want in this country. And for this to happen again, like, like I said, I know that everybody has to die one day. So, I don't want you to think, like, oh, Tuttle, tough bitchin', being a pussy. Everybody's parents have got to die. Yeah, well, try, try getting hit by both of these at the same exact time. And one of the things that, like, they worry about the most is that, am I going to be okay? You know, my dad barely graduated high school. And I don't want you to think like I'm saying that he's dumb or anything because he's not. Man, he, he ran a multi-million dollar steel erection company for a guy that was from South Florida that could not get his foot in the door. He just, he could not here in the Orlando area get his foot in the door until he found my dad, used his connections to be able to get up here. And my dad was really, really smart when he first moved to DeLeon Springs, the Volusia County area. He bought up like 60 acres worth of land when land was cheap as hell. You know, that's one of the things that you cannot make more of, which is land. I know the uh, Arabs over uh, uh, in um, Dubai... Yeah, they're, they're making more land with those islands and stuff, but how long are they really, really going to last? Well, back to what I was saying, my dad bought all that land, you know, a guy that barely graduated from high school, learned a trade and a business. See, 
That's also the other thing. Everybody thinks that they got to go to college. And it is good to go to college. I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying college is a waste of time. But for the most part, what ends up happening is you spend all of this money on college. And then you're you're in debt for the rest of your life. Never can get underneath those or out from underneath those student loans. And you can just learn a trade and make really, really good money. I mean, that's the fact. You know, about five years ago, my dad sold that property and cashed in. And then he actually invested in it. And it's done really, really well. They got all this money in the world. And I know that I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm about to go full circle on you. So back to what I'm saying is, is my parents are worried like, oh my God, their son going to be able to make it in the future? They got all this money in the bank. And, and I'm like, at your age, why are you guys not enjoying this money that you guys have all saved up? Oh, well, we're worried about you. We want to be able to leave you an inheritance. And I'm like, fuck that. Listen, yes, it would be nice, but I, the, I'm not even worried about the money. Like, I, I, would, I, I want my parents to be around as long as they can, which I know that it's not going to last forever. But enjoy your money. God damn, I'm a survivor. I am a radio cockroach. That will be around, like, even if it, nuclear uh, winter happens around here, I'm going to be a survivor. Like, I have no problem being that guy. I'm not going to be a panhandler. But I also, like, I have no problem being that guy uh, having to do side hustles to be able to make a living. And it's not like I live an extravagant lifestyle. Never have. And I don't think I ever will. If if I had a million dollars, I people would be like, oh, I'd I'd go out and buy a nice car, big house, all that stuff. Nah, nah, I'm good. I don't I don't need a lot. I'm not a materialistic type person at all. But I also think that's one of the things that bothers my parents the most. They're like, is our son gonna be okay after we're gone? And to be able to take this hit. And like I said, I, I apologize about getting into a lot of this heavy stuff. My mom has to go next week to have this cancerous growth removed. It's going to be a three-hour surgery. And you're always taking a chance whenever, you know, you're, you're in your 70s and you got to go under for three hours. It, it, it's a scary-ass thing. And the other thing is that my mom has already been through chemotherapy three times. And I'm going to respect her wishes. Would I like her to keep fighting? Yes, I really, really would. But that chemo is some pretty nasty shit, people. And she's already said, like, I'll get the cancerous tumor removed. It's, it's in her neck, kind of around the same place. Uh, the last time she had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. But she said that if she has to go through uh, chemo again, she is not going to do it. Does that suck to hear? Yeah, it, 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 it hurts my heart to hear that. But I've never been through chemotherapy. I've only been able, I, I've been an outsider looking in, and I've seen how sick it made her. You know, she had it the last time back in 2004 when I was working on the Drew Garabo show. And guys, I, I would get to the radio station around 3 p.m. every single day. The show did not start until 7. Um, I usually had to stick around and edit up the Phil Hendry show to play overnight. And then I wouldn't even get home back in DeLeon Springs until about 1 o'clock in the morning. And then I would have to get up at 6.30 and take my mom to her chemo treatments. And I saw how sick it made her. I saw her lose her hair. I saw all the weight she lost. 
And that was the first time that I actually bought weed. I bought weed for her because I was like, you know what? I'm not just going to sit around and, and watch my mom fade away because she's losing so much weight, because she does not have the appetite. And I brought it to her. I didn't even tell her what I was going to do. I said, here, here's a bag. Now, you also got to remember the last time that my mom smoked weed was uh, back in the day when you still had stems and seeds in your marijuana. So, yeah, she got, she got high as fuck that first time, but I got to tell you, I think the marijuana was the only thing that kept her alive because you got, you got to keep eating. You got to get those reserves built up because that chemotherapy is a motherfucker. So I just want to apologize for the first opening segment. I know it's a little deep and dark, but like I said, I've always been open with you guys. I just wanted to share what's going on in my life. But after the break, I'm going to get into a regular show, try to entertain you guys. So be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Great news, folks. You now have the chance to see the face in front of that sexy voice. Right you are, sir. The Tuttle Daily Podcast streams Monday to Friday on YouTube. Anything can happen at the Hobo Fish Camp. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, sir. That's enough. Okay. So go to youtube.com slash Tuttle. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button so you're notified anytime Tuttle goes live. Good job, sir. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Make sure you go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button because when you hit that bell button, it's going to alert you to any time that I upload any new content or go live. The Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream will be happening uh, again tonight at 8 because, like, seriously, I don't think you guys understand. I got to stay busy. You know, I've been following this guy on TikTok and people with anxiety, depression problems, stuff like that, just people that are fucked up in the head, they always have to stay busy. It's it's like a coping mechanism. And doing this recorded show, the audio version of the Tuttle Daily Podcast, as well as the YouTube live stream, which can be found youtube.com slash Tuttle, it keeps me sane. Because if, if I was not doing this stuff, if I was just sitting around, just wallering in all the pain that I'm going through right now, all the bullshit, yeah, it, it would not be good. So tonight at 8, it will be the Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button so you're not late for tonight's show. I want to get into this first segment, this first piece of audio. You know, 2020 was the year of just hating cops, hating law enforcement officers. And I get the anger, people. I, I really, really do, because there's been a lot of fucked up shit that law enforcement have done. Now, you, the same thing that people are complaining about cops being racist, hating minorities and stuff. I don't want any of you guys to think that I'm trying to compare, you know, racism to the way that people are blanketly, I know that's not a word, covering and saying all cops are bad. No, they're not. But there are a few bad apples. It's, it's just like with the protesters and stuff that were happening in 2020. A lot of people were out there peacefully protesting, but there were a few bad apples that were being assholes that were destroying things, vandalizing stuff, looting. And you guys all got lumped in together. But in this audio that I'm about to play you, 
This cop, I think he is Spanish. He is Hispanic. I, I definitely know that he's Hispanic, but pulled over an African-American woman that was on her cell phone. Now, I don't know. Uh, I know in some states they got the hands-free stuff, and it is a new law here in the state of Florida where, I mean, you just cannot be on your cell phone because if you're caught, you're going to get pulled over. But this woman automatically went into this tirade and I, I don't understand it because she's African-American and the police officer, the law enforcement officer that pulled her over is Hispanic. And she goes on this big racist tirade. A driver unleashed a series of anti-police and racist slurs at a Los it, Angeles County Sheriff's money. deputy when he pulled her over for being on her cell phone. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be, you can't be on your cell phone while you're on driving. My phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't. Okay, I don't want any of you guys to think that I am misinformed. I know that as a human citizen... An American citizen here in the United States, you are legally allowed to record a police officer. I mean, there's no there's no debating that at all. And a matter of fact, it is a very smart thing for people to do. But I also think that people just want to be dicks. And I'll give you an example. All this uh, hostility towards the police officers. All comes from these people that just bait the cops. I think it's called Cop Watch. It's a website. And to be honest with you, they, they might actually care. But in my opinion, they really don't give a fuck. You, you, you want to know why they're doing what they're doing? Is because they want the views. They want the hits. I would like to find out how much money these people are making off of baiting these cops like doing things within the law but when the cops are really really nice coming up and talking to you you're just a complete asshole like seriously and all this is done is people have been seeing that and now they are just being dicks to cops that are just trying to do their job because like I said, there are some bad cops out there. There, there are. There are bad apples in every single group. And like I said, it is in your right to be able to record people. But I would like to know what this cop watch, like YouTube channel, the one that goes out and purposely baits the cops in to coming up and talking to them. And then they're just complete rude assholes. And all this is doing is making people more brave, making people just put themselves into danger that they don't need to be in. So what is all that money going to uh, cop watch? What, what are you doing with that money? Are you just profiting off of it? Or are you trying to make some real change? Are you donating that money to some type of organization? Or some type of thing that is going to inform people more about police brutality? Or are you just buying a Lamborghini and shit off of the web hits, the monetization that you're getting from YouTube? Because I'm telling you right now, you guys are going to get a lot of people killed. Because say what you want, even the good cops make mistakes. They do. Because guess what? If I was a cop, yes, I would love to be able to go home to my family every single day. But they also got to be held accountable for their mistakes. They really, really do. And I, I've got some audio that I'm going to be playing really, really soon. And I don't like to be that guy uh, that says, I told you so. But I told you so. Officer provided the personal body camera video to Fox News Channel. Perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. This is just proof of the culture we're living in, cancel culture, that I actually have to my own ass. I got to flank myself on the right and the left to be able to make sure that I'm not going to get any blowback from the next statement that I'm going to make. But what the hell does it even have to do? with being a teacher. 
I mean, look, I understand that teachers are underpaid and they're underappreciated. They, uh, I mean, they're, they're helping uh, educate the people of the future that are going to take care of all of us when we're old and decrepit. So, but also at the same time, how many stories are you seeing every single day of teachers fucking their students? So don't, don't come back and think that it's going to get your brownie points just because you're a teacher. Like, I mean, it, it, I consider teachers like first responders. Like, they do the job that not everybody wants to do. But guess what? That, what that, that was your decision to become a teacher. So you deserve some type of medal or something like that. Yeah. I wish this cop would have tased this teacher. And taught her a little lesson. And I know that's going to give me a lot of hate. Because guess what? This police officer, no matter what this woman said to her, he was completely unflappable. So there. Congratulations. The deputy called his supervisor to the scene at the driver's request. What is that name? Gas. It's on the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? Listen, I know that I'm going to sound like a broken record, but right there, that, that is proof that there are a few bad apples in every group of people. No matter how you separate them, male, female, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, Muslim, whatever it may be, all racists not like racist, racist, like black, white, all that can be racist. And you would think that one minority would be like, all right, hey, I know what you're going through. I know your struggles being a Hispanic person here in the United States of America, especially after going through four years of Donald Trump talking about how all the drugs, all the murderers, all the rapists are coming from Mexico. You would think that you would be a little bit more sympathetic to another minority. But no, this is an African-American woman telling a Mexican or Hispanic person that he's never going to be white. How the fuck does that make any sense at all? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. Have a good day. And that's another thing that I've learned as the older that I've gotten. Because when I was younger, if anybody came at me sideways the way that this cunt is coming at this cop, I would have been ready to throw hands or verbally just, just inviscerate her. But you know what makes people even more mad that are upset? is when you're overly nice. Like, when you do not make a scene, when you are polite, you are professional, and you're doing your job, because I got to tell you right now, this woman had to be fuming inside. Because this guy, you know, you, you've heard the saying, kill them with kindness. And I always thought that was a bullshit line, but the older and older I've gotten... Oh, man, it infuriates people when you when they come at you and they cannot even get a reaction. Sheriff Alex Villanueva praised the deputy for his response. God bless him. Totally unflappable. No matter what she threw at him, he didn't take the bait. He was very calm, very professional. A former LAPD officer who's now a Los Angeles City Councilman says the encounter demonstrates a disturbing trend. Uh, the attitude toward police is becoming more and more hostile. I don't want you guys to think that I am just 100%. I back up law enforcement no matter what. You know, maybe you shouldn't have been breaking the laws or maybe you should have done what you were told and maybe you would still be alive. No, that that's not the case. Like, there's a way to go about things. And what this woman did actually set back the whole movement of people trying to make changes when it comes to police brutality. They have, uh, all you have done by uh, going on this tirade is given the other side fuel for the fire and nothing's going to get done. Now you're going to get a bunch of pushback. You really are. And I'm not, I'm not saying that all the cops do things right. No, they don't. 
just like any other profession, you got fuck-ups. You got people that do not have any business being in uh, the professional or the profession of being law enforcement. More and more combative, more and more resistant. Police officers there to protect and to serve, not to be mocked, not to be humiliated, not to be attacked by people. The woman was cited for using a cell phone while driving. Chris Martinez, CBS News, Los Angeles. So when the verdict in the uh, Chauvin case, the, the police officer that was on trial for the murder or killing of George Floyd, no matter how you look at it, I mean, he killed him. Did he, did he do it on purpose? Was it premeditated murder? No, I don't think it was. But I told you guys, after some of the statements that Maxine Waters had made, and for one thing, I don't understand why the judge did not sequester the jury. Hell, they even did that in the Casey Anthony trial. And the reason that I'm bringing up the Casey Anthony trial Listen, you know, if you're MAGA and you are a Donald Trump supporter and you're mad that he didn't win, you thought that the uh, the election was stolen from him, one of the biggest things that Donald Trump always said, we are a land of laws. And there's a certain way, a certain, like, just program that we have to follow. We got rules we have to follow. And back to the Casey Anthony trial, we all knew that that bitch killed Kaylee Anthony, killed her own daughter. We all knew that. But I got to give him credit, even though, like, I busted their balls all the time, you know, Cheney Mason was the only reason why Casey Anthony is a free woman right now. Because in a court of law, you have to prove without a reasonable doubt that the person committed the crime, especially in a, a murder case or a case resulting in somebody's death. And you just have to be careful. I've talked about this before. I would rather let a guilty person go than execute or put somebody to death or put somebody in jail for the rest of their life that was innocent. I mean, I think that you guys would want the same exact treatment if you were in that situation. Because I know a lot of people now is like, yeah, fuck, fuck Chauvin. Fuck him. And I agree with you. Fuck Chauvin. He's a scumbag. But we are a land of laws. And I told you with the statements that Maxine Waters made and the jury not being sequestered. Also, the defense asked for a uh, movement of the trial, re relocating it because they didn't think that he could get a fair trial there. You know, you, you just have to cover your ass all over the place because now they're wanting retrial. And, and the only thing that this is going to do is stoke the fire, make the flames even bigger now, because we got to go through this all over again, because now the defense has requested a brand new trial. The attorney for former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has filed a motion for a new trial. We're told it was filed on the grounds of juror misconduct and claims the court abused its discretion for failing to agree to the defense's request for a change of venue and sequestering the jury. Misconduct claim involves a photo of juror Brandon Mitchell at the March on Washington last August. George Floyd's family members spoke at that event, and Mitchell is seen wearing a T-shirt that says, Get your knee off of our necks. But in his juror questionnaire, Mitchell wrote that he had not attended any police brutality protests. And even if you don't want to admit it, if you don't want to admit it and you don't have the balls to admit it, there are some people that will lie just to get on a jury just so they can fuck somebody over. Now, like I said, yeah, this guy's guilty as hell. I mean, we got it on the video. I mean, this guy definitely needs to go to jail. But I also think, just like if you perjure yourself on the stand, and, and there could be laws out there. There could be that if you lie during jury selection about not attending any rallies or, or stuff like that in this case, 
and then come to find out they got pictures of you wearing a shirt, you know, talking about a knee on a neck, being there with George Floyd's parents while they spoke. Yeah, you kind of lied, buddy. You did. And I think that these people should be j- held just as accountable as people that perjured themselves their, on the stand during a criminal trial. Two weeks ago, Chauvin was found guilty on the death of George Floyd. Once again, I, I've, I've said this time in, time out. It sucks that I got to cover my own ass because of cancel culture right now. Because a lot of people are going to listen to this. They could either cut up the audio Take it out of context and be like, hey, did you hear what that racist ass Tuttle said on the Tuttle Dude podcast? No. No, I, I, I'm not defending what this police officer did. He needs to do jail time. But we also have to do things the right way. And this guy, this asshole that lied about not being on there now is going to have to put this whole family through this mess again. And now, what, what happens if they do a retrial after he'd already been found guilty and he goes free the second time around? This guy is going to be the biggest asshole in the world. Because people do get, people do get off all the time. Like I said, Casey Anthony, that bitch was guilty as fuck, but she walked. Because the prosecution could not prove without a a reasonable doubt. And I'm sure you guys would all want a fair juror, jury, juror, uh, of your peers. If you were in the same situation, you would want a fair shake. That's all I'm saying. I'm not defending Chauvin at all. I think he's a scumbag. But we got to live. By the laws, just like your orange leader, number 45, said, we are a land of laws and you got to go by them. Damn, I told you before the break I was going to try to make it fun and happy and stuff, but you know what? I just got into it. I guess that is just the type of mood that I'm in right now. Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Orlando Weekly, best of Orlando. Write the Tuttle Daily Podcast in the category for best podcast not on the radio. Visit Tuttle.net where you'll find a direct link so you can't complain that it's too complicated. And if you don't live in Orlando, no problem. If you're a supporter of the show from anywhere around the world, you can vote too. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Last segment of today's show. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel. Don't forget tonight at 8, it is the Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream. Would love for as many people to get in there because I'm almost, I I know that I've been saying this for a while, but I'm getting closer and closer and closer because YouTube made it a lot harder for people to get monetized. You know, when, when they first started running commercials and stuff, it was a lot easier to get monetized, but now you got to have like over a thousand subscribers, which I'm well over that number. But then you also have to have 4,000 hours worth of viewing time in a calendar year. And I'm telling you, these live streams have been helping me out tremendously because you guys have been showing up. You guys have been sharing it, telling your friends, family, loved ones, coworkers, even enemies. 
I don't care who you tell, just tell at least one person, and that would help me out tremendously. Uh, the next piece of audio that I'm going to talk to you about, and I'm going to break down, you guys all know that I am a recovering alcoholic. I'm always going to be an alcoholic. People always like to say, oh, uh, you know, I used to drink, but I'm not an alcoholic anymore. No, you're always an alcoholic. You're, you're, you are one step away from taking another drink. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because people fuck up. Because I got to tell you right now, a lot of the shit that I'm going through right now, I, I've been close. If I'm, if I'm just going to be honest with you guys, yeah, I have been very, very tempted to just get plastered. But I can't do that. I just, I, I, I can't do it. And I also don't want people to think that I look down on people that still drink. Because there, there are some people out there that can responsibly enjoy alcohol. But I'm, I'm not that type of person. I never will be. I never was and never will be. Because the way my brain works is that, man, if, if, if I had one beer and I feel this good, man, I'm, what would two do for me? And then, and then after two, I'd be like, man, four must feel really, really great. And it just keeps doubling and doubling and doubling. Same thing with all the other drugs and stuff that I used to do. You know, one ended up becoming two, and then two ended up becoming four. So I just have an addictive personality. And I'm not making excuses or anything, but I, I do think that it uh, stems from my childhood trauma because I, I just want to self-medicate. I want the pain to stop. I want the memories to stop. But I think this is actually a good law. You know, I, I think uh, us as Americans, as long as we are responsible, I, I don't think that the government should be able to tell us what we can or cannot do. I say the, the least laws, the better. Now, I know that we need to have laws and stuff to keep order not one of those guys that believes like, oh, man, the America would be so much better off if we No. But the stigma around alcohol. has always been there, you know, when they had prohibition. You know, I, I forget what amendment that was, but that's the only amendment that's ever been overturned because the government was like, oh, fuck, we made a mistake here. Because we, we uh, prohibited alcohol, and we just created organized crime. Here, I'll give you an example. Back in the early 2000s, the drug dealer that I had met in Orlando that I used to buy ecstasy from all the time, he was a smart businessman. Say what you want about drug dealers. Some of them are very, very savvy business people. And... After two o'clock, he would he would call an audible and he would go to the liquor store and just buy and buy and buy alcohol. And, you know, people at a certain time after two o'clock, you cannot buy alcohol and he would be stocked up with alcohol. And if you needed alcohol, you just give him a call. Self-service. I mean, this was uh, Uber Eats before Uber Eats was even uh, thought about. So I got to give that guy credit. But once again, I mean, that's organized crime right there. It'd be my luck that I, I would have like a $300 debt and alcohol to a drug dealer. And I would end up getting murdered over a $300 bill of like the cheapest uh, rich and rare whiskey. Yeah, that, that would be me. I wouldn't even go out. I wouldn't get murdered over like some cool things like methamphetamines or like uh, crystal meth, crack cocaine, whatever it may be. No, Tuttle got killed over a $300 alcohol debt that he owed to his drug dealer. But I got to give you, Brevard County, Brevard County is making it legal to be able to sell alcohol 24-7 Seven days a week, 365 days a year, and bravo to you. And you're going to keep it open when you can get business in the door. Simple as that. Alcohol sales can now happen around the clock in unincorporated Brevard County. 
This coming after commissioners voted to lift the previous time restrictions between 2 and 7 a.m. Like I said before, I, I think that this is a great idea. But how many of these local politicians, you know, everybody thinks that on the national level is horrible. Oh, no, it, it gets even dirtier on the local level. How many of these councilmen or councilwomen, council people, I mean, once again, cancel culture, how many of those people got money put in their back pockets by these local breweries or local bars? Hey, what's it going to take? Like five grand? Will you vote so we can sell alcohol 24 hours a day? I mean, I, I have a problem with that. I do have a problem with that. But I also think that people should be able to drink at any time that they please. You know, where my dad grew up, they used to have uh, the blue laws that you couldn't buy alcohol on Sunday. And we all know why that happened, that, because it was of religious purposes that they didn't want to sell alcohol on Sundays. And, and once again, aren't we supposed to be a country of uh, separation of church and state? What business does the religious sect, which pays no taxes at all, they're letting people molest little boys and they're getting to make some of the rules of when I can get drunk or not. You know what? Fuck you, buddy. I just don't see that there's a, a need to do it, but I don't see any harm to do it either. It's something many are hoping will increase business at places like Patrick's Pub in Port St. John. That's what one bartender told us when the measure was first considered in March. I feel like it would give people more opportunity to make some more money. One commissioner, however, voted in opposition. Ryan Lober raising concerns about an increase in DUIs and children being put in danger when they're heading to school. Look, I get the guy's concern, but trust me, I've seen all these. Every single year during sweeps weeks, this is a story that they always cover on the local news. They will set up a reporter. They will be filming people at bus stops that run past buses because you're not supposed to pass buses when they're stopped, when kids are getting on and off the bus. And guess what? Most of those people are, are sober as judges when they do it. Those are just impatient people. Look, if you, if you want me to be honest, I think the impatient people, the ones that can't be bothered to stop, to be able to allow kids getting on and off a bus, are more dangerous than the alcoholics. Trust me, by the time kids are going to school, alcoholics have run out of steam unless they are taking other substances to kind of, you know, like I like to call, back when I was a drinker, I would do something called a white ball or white trash speedball. I would take more Adderall so I could drink more. And I had to tell you, the greatest part about the high is the uppers fighting the downers. And that whole thing goes to the cards and you don't know who's going to win. Is the downers going to like pitch you down like a rhino that just got blow darted or, or is the uppers going to keep you up all night and you're going to get like two hours worth of sleep but i get what the guy's saying yeah there could be some dui stuff out there but for the most part it is just impatient people that are having a bad day they got a boss that's riding their ass and telling them if they're going to be late for work they're going to be fired yeah those are the people that you have to worry about in an abundance of caution uh, i'm not inclined to support the, the full measure at this point of going uh, and just totally obliterating that, that 2 a.m. requirement. I don't know who this guy is, but he must be the one councilman that got the, like, low end of the deal. Like, he didn't get offered uh, the same amount, the same payoff from the local bars as everyone else is. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. If the other councilmen are getting such and such, I want the same deal. You know what? I'm not going to support this because... I want to get paid off. I want to be just as crooked as all these other councilmen here are in, in, in Brevard County. Ultimately, commissioners said there's no evidence to support the concerns, voting 4-1 to allow alcohol sales 24 hours a day.
Now, it's important to note that this is, does not affect Brevard's cities and towns, which have their own alcohol regulations, which will remain in place. The commissioners have the option of revisiting this issue at a future date if needed. For now, reporting live in Brevard County, Mark Lehman getting results. News 6. I always say that I'm not trying to shock jock you, but in this case, I am shock jocking you. You know, what would, what would solve all this problem? You know, back to my white trash speedballing. We need to make it available. A amphetamines, uh, like meth, Adderall, cocaine. I know that's not an, an amphetamine, but just uppers. And, you know, like uh, they have those axes or, or fire extinguishers under glass where it says uh, break in case of emergency. Say you, you feel like, oh, man, I'm not feeling that great. So what you need to do is break that glass. Do a big key bump or take like two 30 milligram Adderalls or maybe, you know, inject some meth into your veins. Because if you want that big kick out right away, yes, trust me, you're going to be alert as hell. You're going to have the best focus that you've ever had in your life. There's going to be more safe kids getting on and off buses telling you. Make all drugs legal to a certain point. Let people do whatever they want to do to their own bodies. And as long as they're not endangering other people. I mean, this is, this is the same thing as the gun stuff. You can take away all the guns in the world that you want to. And guess what? The criminals are still going to have those guns because they don't give a fuck about your laws. They just don't. God. This uh, was a very, very serious show today. I, I really do apologize. I know it got started off very depressing and stuff, but hey, that's, that's just how it rolls. Some shows just aren't funny. I do feel like today's show was entertaining. And guess what? If you didn't like it, I really don't give a fuck. I love you to death. I don't want you to go anywhere because I appreciate every single one of my supporters. But you know what? I just needed this. I needed to vent a little bit today. And I appreciate you guys letting me do that. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys stay safe. And I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, and pocketbearclub.com. Special thanks to show producer Vulture and co-host Sirach. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com and The Little Cheese Show. Download and subscribe to The Little Cheese Show everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. You have something you want to say? Tuttle at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.